Welcome back to Bernard and Laser Us. I, I don't have as much energy as I did when I recorded the first one. Yeah, earlier. for you, it's been... We what? have no idea how we're going to release this. So maybe yeah. a week, maybe two. Probably one or two weeks. For yeah. us, it's been about 40 seconds. Yep. Well, no, five minutes. I'll call it five, five minutes. minutes. Um, I was looking... So we're, we're doing everything to... I'm JD. This is Nick. I'm Nick. Yeah. Um, and we're listening... We're doing everything to everyone. Their seventh album, that's fine. And we're looking at the sleeve of it. and Or like the, the insert. And what I, what I notice is like... In in the real world right now, Jim Cregan just turned fifty. About a, earlier this week, I think we t- talked about it. He looks yeah. exactly fucking the same as he did on the back of Maroon and in the packet for everything to everyone as he does now. That man has He's not aged it. a second. He looks amazing. Um, so happy birthday, Jim! Happy happy belated birthday, Jim! Sorry we didn't get you anything except for this podcast. Yeah. And I'd say it'll Jim, be very late when you hear would, it on this. <laughs> would you say Jim's your favorite member? Because or, or or no, I don't. I don't mean to put you on the spot like that, but you played bass in our band and you played yeah. bass for a while, and you had a, you have a mass respect for that guy. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd he's, say if you'd say he's your favorite or not. But I don't know if I'd say favorite. I, mm-hmm. It's hard to pick through all of them. Sorry, Jim. I was hoping to give you some plugs there, but him and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, we're doing everything to everyone. The um, Sixth album by Bare Naked Ladies, um, October twenty first, two thousand three. It came out. Different producer, Ron and and Yellow, Ron and Yellow was the producer of this album. Um, this was their last album with any major label. Uh, rep- it was on Reprise, which is their the one that Maroon was on as well. Um, and they went on a couple more indie labels. I think Raisin Records is what their newer stuffs on. And I feel like that. I want to say that that's their own label, and I might be completely wrong on that, but. Um, but anyway, so Being they went that it's to called more, raisins. That kind of raisin makes sense if that yes, were the case, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the last album on a major label. Um, very overview thoughts on this from 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 sky level. What do you think? Absolutely love it. <laughs> Not a single thing wrong with this album. Do you, do you genuinely believe that? I I, I I I I don't mean to like. Yeah. Do do you do you really does that? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah objectively no but but we're not talking about objectively you're talking subjectively I what do you think love this album i okay. i couldn't take anything off this from the track list mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is nostalgically probably my favorite album interesting yeah that makes sense though from we've talked about from yeah. what we've talked about that seems right um i also think there's a lot of good on this album and i think nostalgically i have a lot of love for it but i think when i've gone back to it recently and i texted you this and you didn't like it I, I think it's a little <laughs> I think it's a little bloated. I think it's maybe a little try hard at certain points. I said uh, one song specifically, and I think there are maybe two or three tracks maybe that could have been left off, and I think it made it may have brought the album as a whole up a little bit. Because I said them's fighting words. Because <laughs> this album did not do that well compared to um, Stunter Maroon. Uh, commercially, it did not. It just didn't do as well. Um, yeah. Didn't sell as much, didn't make as much um, splash in the in the scene as there. You know, there was no one week or pinch me. They tried to have that with another postcard, didn't really get it. And yeah, they just I think didn't. there's no there's no real standout songs from this for me. There's not like a. Do you mean commercially or for you specifically? For me, there's like a, there's not like a pinch me or a one week okay. from this album. But I think as a like collection, yeah. 
I have a really hard time finding anything wrong with this. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely more of I, I don't know if I'd say fan favorite because I don't know I'm not plugged in into the BNL sphere enough to know. But I think this is definitely a fan album. Yeah. Where like if you are a fan, you like a lot on this album. Oh yeah. Yeah. In terms of our sphere, I like a lot on this album. Yeah. I and I think there are there's at least one or two songs that I think are as good. Uh, or almost as good as Pinch Me or One Week, but definitely we're not seeing like that in the um, public sphere. And yes. I don't really know, you know, why uh, why this was necessarily um, didn't do as well. You know, I, I don't know if it was just yeah, because... Yeah, it's a good question. If it was because they... The production is definitely different musically. It goes in a few yep. different directions than Stunter Maroon did. Um, I, I ju- yeah, I just don't really know. I, I don't know what it was. If it was that there was too much on there, is that the... the I, I don't think another postcard is the best song nearly to lead with. To, to lead with. Yeah. Um, I I feel like and we'll talk about that pretty soon. I feel like that song was definitely a um a very distinct thing they were trying to do. They were trying to recreate this the fast talking rap of one week of even to a degree uh um pinch me and this to me falls. I, I I will say as much as I like another postcard, I think it's funny. I think it falls flat. I don't think it is as commercially viable as the others. Um, oh, or as yeah, meaningful. commercially, no. But, but as meaningful, no. you know, I think It's just a yeah. quirky... But not that one week is yeah. overly meaningful, obviously. But, no. Um, but I feel like the idea... I, I think it's a funny idea. I think it's a funny music video. But um, I just think it falls a little flat. But we're not even there yet. Let's. Do you want to dive into it? Um, I feel like we're going to argue a lot on this one. A Let's, few times, at least. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, we will we'll get this out of the way in the beginning. Um, we talked about this in the last episode, but Sign Me Up was a song that was left off, which was the last track they recorded naked yes. before they became adults. Um, yeah, but, Wikipedia, uh, I think, got a lot wrong with this one. Oh, is that, you think so? They had a lot of, like, the they talked about bonus tracks, right? Yeah. And yeah. so Sign Me Up, they talk about a drift. They're like, oh, it's released on Stop If You Heard This One Before. It's like, no, it was released before that greatest no, it, it hits. It says re-recorded on... for um, Blam and then released on the album Stop As If You've Heard This One Before. But it was also a drift is on men or me. Right. Bare naked ladies are men is blam. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick. Get your shit together. That is, that You're is on a the, podcast uh, about bare naked ladies. That is the second uh, like big facepalm moment for me. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh, it was earlier on, right? Yeah, it was episode one. It was something that I just completely misheard a lyric or rem- misremembered oh, sure, yeah. a lyric. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. Let's get into it. Let's, start, so let's, let's get, get into, into celebrity. I won't look out the window. Might make me homesick for humanity. There's nowhere that I can't go. And there's nobody I don't know. I, I read it. Somebody kind of... One of the things I didn't like about this album, a certain reviewer, was this song and, um, to a lesser extent, Testing 1, 2, 3 is kind of a very generic thing that a lot of artists do when they get to a certain point of like talking about about celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. Talking about their fame. And he felt that this one kind of fall fell flat. Um, I disagree. I I actually really like this song. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a different tonal for opener than the past ones, but that's very true. I love the piano riff. Yep. Um, I love the chorus and I do like the lyrical content because Mm -hmm. it is still, um, it, it reminds me of pinch me in the sense that it's funny. You know, it's got lines like all the jeans will cream, but it's very melancholic. It's kind of like yeah. saying I don't like the celebrity necessarily, or parts of it feel weird. Um, but I like it a lot. I, uh, I, yeah, just another great song. Yeah, I agree. Another I agree. Classic. And and you're right. It's an interesting lead uh, uh, song to open the album with. But I think it's right. great. I think it's great. 
move on? Yeah, I don't have much okay. else to say other than love it. All right, maybe Katie coming up. <laughs> I love. I know you. Yeah. So I, I know you do. <laughs> and I agree for the record. Oh. I think this is an amazing song. I think it's great. I think I this is it. possibly my first favorite BNL song. Wait, what do you mean like your your all time favorite BNL song, or like the first one that you? The thought? first one that I had. Okay. Oh, okay. I hear. Like when saying. I first started getting into them, this was my favorite song. This is where you're like start clicking with you. Yeah. yeah. I totally get. And I get that, man. I think this is also an underrated track. I think. I know that they played it live for a while. I know when they played that oh, 2010 show I told you about, they played it. Um, uh, and they've played it a few times since. Uh, it's not completely out of the rotation. I just wish it was in there more. I would just be so thrilled to see this live. I do think I on that level, out. I think this album and the next two, um, yeah. the Blam albums, uh, they are the ones that nowadays are forgotten about the most. Mm-hmm. Partially because there's no hits on them. Maybe partially because they were the more they were the last ones that they did, and maybe they don't feel that good about it. Especially Blam, if you know, if there was unrest within the band. Um, but I sure. feel like everything to everyone and Blam get. Excuse me, I'm drinking a Lacroix right now, and it's getting a little bubbly in here. Um, I feel like those albums get uh, they don't get talked about enough. They don't get played enough. No. You know, there's no. Um, they don't, they, yeah, they just don't get played enough, and I, I that disappoints I me. Completely agree. But yeah, no, I, I, I struggle to get past a nostalgic feeling the song to particularly <laughs> try and critique it. But I think it's one of the best but on the album. I, Genuinely, I think yeah. the song is fantastic. I think it's upbeat. It's fun. I love um, Steve and Ed both on this one. I think they're both um, really good on this. It kind of yes. has a bit of a one week vibe in terms of like Steve taking the chorus, Ed taking the verses. Or yeah. no, is it the other way around? No, no. Steve has the the verses, and then Ed has his little "I don't know" yep. like sort of thing. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love it, and I think it's I yeah. think it's a great song. Have I, you I listened think... to the acoustic version? Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, pretty I haven't listened. I've got a little. Clip yeah, play it. it if we wanna. It's good. Yeah. So so did it's they... an interesting take on the acoustic. I think because they did that for a lot of songs on this album. Did they release that? as like its own little thing i don't or know where they i just got re- it i've got three oh really on so i have three i have maybe katie mm-hmm. second best and then there's uh what's i've it, heard unfinished? the second best one for sure no another postcard um doesn't i know that they re- they did that i i you can read that on the wiki that they did a lot of songs you know acoustically like yes kind of re-recorded them not like re-released them but they did that you know th- that's something that bnl have done um a few times throughout the years i think that this is the f- this was the beginning of the bathroom sessions that YouTube series okay. that Ed did. I don't know if you've ever watched a lot of those, but yes. they're like they're literally Ed playing BNL songs in, in his bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. Steve joins him, joins him for a few. Um, but they did that with fake news. They released an acoustic um, uh, like seven songs EP, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. Like I, I think fake news has is maybe their most out of all their newer albums, maybe the most indifferent that I'm overall to that album. Sure. I think there's some great songs, some that don't really. Um, but the acoustic EP when they were when they I, so we haven't talked about this much. I feel like BNL as a product, as a band, as a tour, as a thing. I feel like they can be a little money grabby, because I because I think that they, you know, they did they they did the best of vinyl recently, which mm-hmm. there was nothing new on that. I think there was like maybe a new nothing mix of, new, and they've never released a vinyl. Before. So they just released so a new vinyl. Like a- it did feel a, a little of, bit like let's yeah. get it on a vinyl game. And, and we talked about this with um, when we bought tickets to the tour recently. 
that they kind of suckered you into they didn't they said it in one line but if you bought the pre-sale you had to get a membership to their fan club like it was required to get a pre-sale ticket and apparently they did write that somewhere in the fine print originally but it was not obvious that you had to pay for a 40 thing um and then even the meeting which is yeah that type of stuff is just frustrating in general yes exactly you don't know how much of it is influenced by the band but it's frustrating yeah for sure and and i'm not i'm not blaming them specifically but the other thing too that i've always remembered with them and steve was the same way when i saw him in in traverse city just him you have to pay for a meet and greet right like you can pay an extra 50 dollars and you can meet steve before the show and and go to the sound check yeah if you pay an extra this you for like for the band like 250 bucks sometimes you can meet them backstage, take you get a photo that package where you're yeah, in front row you get a little you... laminate, and it's yeah. like not that I get that because that's pretty standard. But I mean, like a lot of the bands I listen to, I've met back not backstage, I've met after the show outside the venue. Yeah, you know, like I've met John Darnell, I've met John Darnell quite a few times now. Um, but I've met uh, a lot of the bands from uh from a lot of Connor Oberst's bands. I've met everybody but Connor, <laughs> weirdly enough. Um, but um, but yeah, so I've. I feel like they feel – I don't know if maybe money grabby or I, – I feel like for them this is definitely a job, which is fine because it is their job. But I feel like there are some things – maybe it's because they're older and they're like, well, I don't want to go out and meet thousands of fans after a show. So let's sure. let's get some money out of the ones who do want to and meet them but not have to stand there for two or three hours. I respect that. I understand that. But um, some things feel a little – I guess a little money grabby That's sometimes. Fair. I guess I – I mean I've never met anybody after a show – Mm. Um, disappointingly loser but uh yeah so it just felt standard to me I which guess is yeah. yeah well and that's my point is like a, a meet and greet package a vip package is not like an unheard of thing yeah i just feel like there are a lot of you know you look at their their social media outside of them themselves posting stuff mm-hmm. it's very corporate it's very yeah. like trying to get on a hashtag and post a playlist of right. their stuff um so anyway all of that to say when they released the fake nudes acoustic EP, I was like, you just fucking released the album a few months ago. Like, you're trying to cash in again. But then I listened to it, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, so I love when they do stuff like that. And I think I that would was have a good liked reworking. to have seen, I know, like, the bonus uh, or the deluxe version has, mm-hmm. like, a DVD. And yeah. And that has uh, in studio video clips of, like, oh, cool. Acoustic versions of all the songs, but it's, like, a video. So it's not sure. the. You can't download the track. So I don't know right, where you know, I like got kind of these three probably YouTube acoustic or tracks from. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I downloaded them from – Oh, I've done that qu- quite often. Yeah, right, but I don't maybe think not with these was, ones. Um, no, I think that they, this is also – they might have done this with Maroon, a DVD, but they do uh, in very small ways sometimes chronicle their recording process. Like yeah, I remember with Fake Nudes, they did like a, a YouTube series. Yeah. Um, just a quick little two-minute videos. I like that stuff a lot. I like kind of going into that. It got me excited for the album. I was like, ooh. Yeah. You're yeah. in the background. This one's right. going to be good. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, that, that sounds kind of cool. I remember hearing Duct Tape Heart in the background yeah. of, of one of the songs once. I was going, oh, this is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, Fleet Foxes is a big band for me. Yeah. And on the like subreddit, people mm-hmm. are constantly posting – like Instagram snippet twenty three because oh yeah yeah Rob no, Peckmeld's huge on Instagram um, and he's just like yeah he and I like that you know it's it's interesting because like I said Connor Obers is one of my favorite he's probably my second or third favorite musician mm-hmm. and um they just this is we're doing this February twenty sixteen or sorry twenty twenty what the fuck February twenty twenty um Bright Eyes just announced <laughs> that they're back together and Bright Eyes haven't released anything since twenty eleven. So like I love Connor, I love some. I think a lot of his solo albums are better than a lot of Bright Eyes albums. But it's also like fuck, Bright Eyes are back, and they've done the same thing. A couple like YouTube clips yeah. from the label. They haven't released a single yet or anything, but like you hear like them recording strings in the background, and you can see a sheet music that has like a song title, and everyone's like freaking out about yeah. it. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I love that kind of stuff and I love when B and L do that. So, yeah. um, should we, should we keep going? Is yeah. testing one, two, three uh, next or no? No. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not? Oh, shit. Another Sorry. postcard is next. Oh, that's what I meant. That's, ex- yeah. that's actually what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So here it is. So this is your biggest critique, huh? No, not at no. all. Um, I, I have a lot of critiques on it. I yes. think it's fun, but I, it definitely feels like intentional, which again, yes. every song's intentional in the world. Obviously this is intentional, but it feels like they were trying to specifically recreate something to get on the airwaves and, and be, and have fun or not have fun, but um, to get to, to get back in the mainstream. Yeah. I like the song. I think it's funny. I think the music video is hilarious. But I think this leans more toward, for lack of a better words, a Weird Al sort of a thing versus like a song sure. that is witty um, but stands on its own. Yeah. I don't so think – yeah. I have two frames of mind about this song. Yes. I think like on one hand, is there anything more B&L than like doing such a weird, sure. fun, upbeat – Sure. What the hell is this about? Right. And still makes me able to enjoy it and yeah. like the song. Yeah. But then on the other hand, like when I previously mentioned, I'm getting into home brewing. Right. When I was doing that with a friend, we were playing music. And this came on. And he, we, he was like, oh, shuffle. Yeah, this is a guy that went to a uh, Halloween costume party. Uh-huh. And it was like 90s bands. Uh-huh. And he went in a bear suit and duct taped plastic naked Barbie dolls all over him. So he went as the Oh, that's good. I get it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So he enjoys them as well and just put them on shuffle on uh-huh. Spotify. And this song came up and his face was yeah. just like, yeah. what the hell this is, is this? This is the kind of song that my wife would use as an example of why she does not like Bernanke Ladies. And I get it. And yeah. I feel like for me, B&L are at their best when they're witty and they're funny, but they're also relatable about something that you yes. can that you can feel. And this is basically a funny song about someone getting postcards from someone they don't know and getting fucking pissed about it. Yeah. And like getting, you know, and, and so but, it's relatable to one of the, it's inspired the by like one of them getting one postcard. So it's well, relatable yeah, was to it, exactly. only one of them. I don't have a lot of history on this. I don't know why they wrote it or what their goal no. was, but, um, I think it's fine. I, I, it's funny. It's silly, but it also, um, I guess I could say it stops there. Yeah. It's funny. And if they ever played it live, I'd be into it. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you that this is one of those songs where like, if people listen to it, they go, what is this? This is not one that you lead off when you're trying to get somebody no, into the No, no. This is like once you're in, you, once yeah. you've bought into BNL. Once they're yeah. into the quirkiness, you're like, well, check this part right. out. <laughs> All right. I would have loved to be in the room to see Ed and uh, Steve pitch this to Jim. Tyler. <laughs> be like, Honestly, All right, guys. I feel like they'd be like, here's the thing. Do it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to next time. Next time. Classic 180 degree transition. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. That's very true. Um, thematically, musically, but I, I love this song. Really relatable, uplifting, not too deep. But No, but but it's saying something as opposed to yeah. another postcard that's not yeah. saying much. Um, I like it. 
I think it's fine. I, I, I think I love the verses, actually. I think the chorus is a little um, uninteresting and repetitive. Yeah. Um, even though I like the sentiment that it's sharing, I do think it's a little... I get that. I, 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 I'm cautious to say this word. It's a little bit boring. Um, I think there's a lot going on production-wise. Piano, electric, acoustic, mm -hmm. um, keyboard, you know, a lot going on there. Um, I For me, this one, though, as much as I like the lyrical content, it's a little skippable. It's a little bit flat for me. Um, yeah, I get that. And again, I love the lyrics, I, and, I, and I can relate to them a lot. Um, and it's definitely um, uplifting. Right, but it's one of those, like, literally everyone has had a, like, oh, you can get a next right. time. Bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that. it's fine. I, I Again, I don't think it um, – it's not a standout for me, um, but I don't think it's, like, cringy. Yeah. Um, and, and I think maybe in the scheme of things – I'll tell you this way. There's at least one other song that I would remove before I remove this one, but I think this is one or two that I think the album could be um, better if it was left off. Okay. But we'll keep going. That's you fair. Have to, you have to agree to that. We'll keep going. No. Nope. Let's yep. go to let's go to for you. Let's for you. So if you dislike this one, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I I think this is one of the best songs on the album. Okay. I, I This is one that I think like... So good. I feel like in, in a certain... Even especially around 2003, 2004, um, when for you know your Jason Mraz's and your uh, maybe John Mayer's were, were pretty big, um, I, I think of specifically songs like I'm Yours. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a not that this isn't I the know, same. I don't know other song for yeah, right. I think I love this song and I think this could be... I think this could be popular in its own right. I think it's a yeah. beautiful love song. I think melodically, it's it's amazing. Lyrically, it's yep. great. The the harmonies, especially yeah, I between love the, the two more of them. acoustic feel to it yeah. than some of the other stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, and that's a good point. Production wise, it's different than a lot of this album. But no, I think this is a standout track. Um, I love it. I love playing the song on guitar. I think this is one of the best songs on the album for sure. Full stop. Full yeah. stop. Full stop. Full stop. Fantastic song. Um, now we're going to go to shopping. Shopping. Let's go shopping. Let's go shopping. I like this song a lot. <laughs> I do too, actually. It's I really do. upbeat, and I love the like the more techno. Yeah, this is where I, I don't want to want to bounce a little bit. Yeah, I, this is where I don't want to read too much into it and give it more meaning than there is. But I feel like the difference between this and another postcard is I feel like there is a deeper meaning here. I think the music actually says a lot about the song's goal as more than just the lyrics do. So this is the one that I referenced on the lad post. Oh, it's being political? That I did not know it was political. Yeah. Well, that's my point. That's my point. There's I had no this. idea until, I, which just now makes me think, it blows my mind every time I think about it. I'm like, oh, this wasn't just a like surface so level tell, song So yeah, shopping. so share it. Because I, I feel like I know what it's talking about, but what it was. So the thing I read online is that this, uh, after the aftermath of 9-11, Mm-hmm. Uh, back when Bush was president, he yeah. said something about. Junior. Um, someone asked him a question on what the public could do to help in the uh -huh. aftermath, 
and he said something about well they can go shopping and so really? this is their response to that to like boost so the like, economy was the, yeah, yeah to boost that like interesting regardless like at the beginning of the war in right. afghanistan and so his was like oh you can go shopping i guess probably to like help the economy sure yeah but so their response is just like, oh, just go shopping. Everything's going to be right. all right. When I, and I kind of took it as a take because that's actually I did not know that. That's I had great. no idea. I, I take it as a critique on like consumerism, okay. you know, and I so I think yeah. there's even more to it than their postcard. But that's actually right. a really cool later. That's funny that Bush said that. But um, yeah, I, I actually do like the song a lot. I think musically it's funny and interesting, yes. but I also there is a lot to it. And I and it works. I, yeah. I think it works. Yeah. This is one of those in like high school. I think my parents probably rolled their eyes a lot of the time when it's, I just no, started playing sure. this song. Yeah, I think this is like, like another postcard, and I'm like, "Well, I got a song for you guys." Because like <laughs> we were insufferable, but yes. and still are to a degree. But but I do think that this song um, is a lot like another postcard where you can't just play this as the opening gambit to getting into BNL. But I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it works as an opening uh, introduction. But I think no, when you. If but if you get to stuff. that level that you're into it. Yeah, it's fun then. Um, cool. So let's let's go on from shopping. Let's go down to test one. Test, Testing test. one, two, three. It, the mic's working. Don't worry. This is a lot like Pinch Me to Me where I said I, I feel like I relate to this song a lot. Yep. Love it. I love testing one, two, three so, so, so much. Yeah. I don't feel like I have all that much to elaborate on, but no, I, this I is think just it's such just great. a good song. I think it's great. I think lyrically it's it's fantastic. I think the chorus is super sing-alongable. Yep. Easy to sing along to and also relatable again. You know, when you feel – if you feel like you are um, – I love the. I think it's very introspective about him as a songwriter. If yes. I shed the irony, can anybody hear me? If I acted less like me, would I be in the clear? I love that line in particular because I have felt a lot. You know, we've you probably can tell, and I know you know. I I'm a very um, I'm just a very talkative. I love to share things. I'm very hard mm-hmm. on my sleeve, um, an emotional sense, but also just like I like sharing information and and stories and talking, yeah. and. I look at the musicians that I like, you know, again, I look at Connor Oberst, who's very like, you know, mysterious. And I used to look at Wynn Butler from um, Arcade Fire. There's like that cool mystery. I'm like, fire, I, wa- <laughs> I want to be, I, I always wanted to be like them. And I always thought to myself, like, I, there would be days that I'd go to school and I'd be like, I'm going to be more mysterious today. Like, I'm not going to talk as much. Really? No. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. And it would never work because like, because I don't know if you remember. I was already mysterious. I just never you remember Jordan though, how like he was always really quiet. At school, like yes. just in general, and and I think he had an air of like people wanted to be around him a little bit because there was something cool about that. Like you don't know what they're thinking, and whereas I'm just very eager, um, yep. and so I'd have days where I'd be like, I'm not going to be like that today. Like I'm not going to talk, and then like I just couldn't help myself. Like I just wanted to say, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I relate to that line. If I if I acted less like who I actually am, would people like people. me more? Would I be yeah. cooler? Would I be more accepted? Um, so I relate to it a lot, and I, I just love this song. I love it a lot. Should we? Do you want to just keep yeah, going? Then just okay. on. Um, uh, let's turn things upside down. So. 
this song is fantastic. And this it's is so why, good. like, this, this, the one, two, three bunch of testing one, two, three upside down, and then war on drugs, which is next. Yep. The, I, I think those three might be the best songs on the album. And what upsets me is that I feel like there are some songs on this, you know, maybe next time being one of them, there are a couple more coming up that I feel like are, and again, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're so much worse than those three songs that if you cut two or three of them out and made the album more concise, it might stand out more in their in their discography. Because these three songs, I love Upside Down. I think it's musically amazing. Yep. Lyrically, it's great. I There's love a lot Steve's. of weird vocal effects that yeah, I just love. That I, yeah, it works so well. And it just makes me disappointed that there are other songs that, for me, don't work that well. So I love this song. I think Upside Down is is amazing. I agree. Amazing. I love this song. Great. Yeah. But I don't know how you can expect an album to do better when it's already my favorite. Sure. Wait. Are you saying just in general? What do you mean? Just for me. Oh, sure. It's my sure. favorite. So how could it be better? Right. Well, I. I that's fair. I, I just think a couple more songs i think that come up they're not as good as those three i i genuinely think testing one to three up to down to war on drugs are as good as anything off of maroon and anything off of stunts yes. and i feel like there are some other songs on this album that room i think this album as a whole um reminds me a bit of born on a pirate ship because there's a lot of what i feel like is filler on that album and I know, I know that you disagree, you get, but I feel like the songs... It's getting this, heated in here. I'm, the songs on this album are better than the songs on Born on a Pirate Ship as a whole. Yes. But there are still some absolutely. that I feel are filler that if you left off... Like, you know, for example, uh, Maroon had 17 tracks recorded for it, um, including stuff like um, Powder Blue, which was still released. If you mm-hmm. would have put all of those songs on that album, it would be a worse album because it would be bloated. So if you take a couple of the bloated songs off of this album... It would be a better overall product, in my opinion. I agree with everything you say until you get to the point where you're thinking that this album is bloated. <laughs> okay, so and that's and that's basically the the main part of my thesis. So, <laughs> so well, let's move on because we don't disagree, and, and let's not waste time disagree, disagreeing no, on the songs that we agree we're not gonna, on. Yeah, upside down is great. Let's go to War on Drugs. listen to that song and that might be might be the best song on the album full like for me war on yep. drugs is beautiful it is amazing it is powerful it's emotional yep. seeing it live it got really emotional even listening to the recording you get very emotional oh yeah um but one of the reasons this might not have been as successful is if we think back to maroon and we we talked i specifically Let's talked about everybody close your eyes everyone think back to the color of maroon um too little too late yep um uh, humor the situation and never do anything. Yes, those were those kind of rocky songs that we talked about, right? Yeah. What songs like that are on this album? Like maybe second best, kind of has that uh, like electric guitar driven feel. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of variety musically on this album, which is really cool. But at the same time, there but the are most no upbeat so- is like shopping and other postcards. Yeah, there's Katie. there's not the like a classic pop like rock song. Weird. Yeah, maybe Katie's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, maybe Katie's really upbeat, but it's yeah. not as Electric. concise yeah. yeah and i and maybe that's part of the reason i'm not saying that that's bad but i just i just noticed that there isn't that on this album yeah um but 
Yeah, no. I love War on Drugs. This is another great classic Steve song. Yeah, for sure. With all of his elements. There's like yes. the great breaking point. Mm-hmm. It's got the sad, dark lyrics. It's but powerful, it's still really yeah. soothing and powerful. And I think it's it's still slightly hopeful. Like the chorus of, um, was it, what's that, won't it be, won't it? Would it be long? Would it be hard? What's that? What's that line? Um, uh, won't it be young? Won't it be, won't it be dull? Dull. If we, we ruin ourselves. Yeah. But never mind. It's not that upbeat. I thought that there was a. No. There was. You know, one thing I will say, I meant to talk about this. Um, I'm probably gonna cut most of that because uh, I realized I was wrong about what I was saying. So. Oh yeah. Let's cut saying. everything that you're wrong and leave all of my. <laughs> That's what happens when you're the editor, bitch. Um, no, one, one of the things I've noticed, um, a lot on the more recent Stephen Page albums, but uh, you hear this a little bit, you know, there was a lyric on, um, baby seat. I was it? I think about, um, you wash their feet, yep. you know, remember? And then the, he talks about Jesus very briefly in the song. Steve does add a lot of, um, sp- uh, Christian really? and Jewish imagery into his music, especially in his solo stuff. There's a lot of that oh, there. Oh, yeah, hair shirt? Yeah, the hair shirt, obviously. <laughs> But you know, and I don't know if that's because I don't know what, what, where he where his beliefs lie. I know that Ed's a pretty staunch atheist, um, and I know that Ed or that Steve is Jewish. I don't know if he's practicing and like very spiritual, or if it's more of a cultural thing. Sure. So he talks a lot about faith and stuff in his music. Um, it's just very it speaks to me, but I also wonder where he's coming from with it. Yeah. Not like in a um, in a way where I'm judging him, but I'm very I'm just curious. I want to know where he's coming from with it. Yeah. Um, I, but no, I think this is a beautiful song. Yeah. There's a lot of good one-two punches in here. Yeah. Like the, they put a net there to catch their fall. Like that would stop, like any, yeah. stop anybody yeah. at all. And, but that's, like, that's, oh. th- that's that darkness that he can bring to a song that is just super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started writing songs, I wrote basically a copycat song like this about yeah. a kid. I forget what it was called. We never ended up putting any music to it in Harbor Coat, our old band. But um, it was about a kid trying to a kid killing himself and his mom finding him and like it was it was the same sort of theme of like just darkness and stuff like yeah. that. But it was I remember when I first started songwriting, I did a lot like that where I was like, I'm gonna write a song like this song, you know, like and trying <laughs> yeah. to kind of copy that mood and stuff. Um, so so yeah, I, I think it feels this like is, a natural point to start. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. It was it's a it's a, a lot of songwriters do most probably do that, but I just remember I I remember looking back on that recently, about a year or two ago, and reading those lyrics, and I was like. Yeah, no, this was the beginning. This was definitely the beginning. Um, but anyway, let's let's keep it moving. Um, Next up is aluminum or aluminum. This is a good one. Yeah. There's a long instrumental intro. I think this, and we'll get to this, I think the back half of this album falls apart a little bit. And I think a lot of the songs, whether I like them or not, at least um, tonally and maybe tempo-wise, seem kind of yeah. samesy. And I think it just feels, I think when you put Aluminum, Unfinished, Second Best, Take It Outside, those four back-to-back, they're all yeah. sort of the same mood. Some a little more upbeat, some a little slower, but they all sound the same to me to a very... In a, on a very general level, yeah. obviously they don't—they're not the same. No. Songs, See, but. when I when I try and really think objectively about this album, mm-hmm. this is where I kind of start to see what you mean with filler. 
Sure. But I also really struggle because there are a couple songs back here that are just like Absolutely. Some of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When I, and I think that's where you start to be that's where you start to enter the territory of like this is my favorite song yes. on this album. As a fan, I love this song. But I can also see why it's not most people's favorite song. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think Aluminum's a great song. Yeah. Um, I do actually like this one pretty uh, quite a bit, but I think it's a solid six or seven, you know. Um, it's, yeah, it's I think that's like fair. an eight or nine. But yeah. It's not a standout on the album for me, but I yeah. love it. Okay, cool. Unfinished. Unfinished. cut it off right before he goes he goes like the chorus see that's what i, I told Everything you is up. i try and sometimes feel like i don't want to get the chorus all the time sure but then i think around here i started realizing i haven't had any choruses <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah you, you you take the lead on it take the lead on most of these because this is your album so i, I upbeat there's lots of wordplay and harmonizing mm-hmm. is this their first song about condoms as far as um maybe condoms specifically, yeah, yeah maybe specifically. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about um the um cyber masturbation and um oh yeah, uh, and they do talk about as in the car they talk about sex, but I don't think yeah. she's on time was pretty <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that, that may be uh, another one, but yeah okay. So you like it? I like it. Um, I think. I think it is fine. I, I think as a chorus, it does not work. I, I think it's fun. I think, com- again, I'm thinking commercially, right? I'm thinking like if I were, if I were to like share that, not even commercially, share this with somebody and the chorus is the same line, just with the word getting more finished. Everything is on, everything is unfinished. Everything is unfinished. That's yeah. the chorus. It's a little, it just, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's boring. It just doesn't work for me. I think the lyrical structure of I did this, but it didn't do this. It's kind of like falling for the first time where it's like you kind of impose two things next to each other. Super, you know, like I left mm-hmm. a tip. It was never a donation. I took a trip. wasn't a vacation. I did this, but it wasn't this. Yeah. I get, it gets boring for me. It gets tiresome. I, I just, I don't think this is a good song compared to the rest of it. Okay. That's just me. I know that again, I know that we're in different yeah, groups. On I that. really enjoy this song still. I can see where you're coming from. But it doesn't track for me. <laughs> it, I, I, we just we just disagree. Yeah. I don't think this is. I mean, let me let me be very specific. I don't think this is a great song. I I like I like elements of it. I just as a whole, I think most of the other elements lyrically, uh, musically, structurally, it just does not add up for me. The track doesn't track for me, even though my oh. opinion of the track doesn't track for you. My not tracking of the sure track doesn't does not track. track. You say nut track? It sure does nut track. <laughs> it sure is a nut track. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't care for it. I just don't care for it. It's not bad. Fair enough. It's just not good. I'll put it that way. For me, it's filler. <laughs> and I love bare naked ladies. Nut filler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, keep going. Uh, so should we go on to the second best? Yeah, second best. Let's do it.
love it. I like the song a lot. So good. It's great. Um, this is another political song. Yeah. Um, again, and you can the, a general consensus about this song, uh, content-wise, is talking about is from the point of view of a Canadian looking at America, and America's having to be number one at everything, biggest yeah. military, biggest attack force, biggest everything, and looking at it and being like, um, join by the chorus of the second by, by quite a margin. We're fucking America. Um, but having the opinion like every you know we'll be second best that's okay join the chorus of the second best yeah um um at least the world can yeah perhaps it's just can tell well, us isolate. apart yeah right yeah <laughs> um come join and I love the line come join the chorus of the unimpressed where it's like I feel like as America as a whole has a tendency to try to look tough and a lot of people are like okay cool good what do you for mean you by having all the guns right <laughs> exactly right um uh but uh no I think. This is the one that sounds the most like something off of Maroon, I'd say. Um, yeah. Th- those kind of Musically more upbeat rock s- songs. But I like this one a lot. I think it's a great track. Yeah. This is another one, a uh, kind of cool acoustic version. I'll play a little bit. Oh, yeah, please. So, yeah, just the beginning opening bit. But I yeah. like the more... Ac- the jangly acoustic. Yeah. I played this. Very I learned jangly. how to play this on That's guitar because that doot, doot. Do 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 do. That's just playing one part of a D, like changing your the the. You you have your finger on one, you let it go, then you put on another. Like it's just yeah. it's pretty simple. So I, I learned how to play that pretty easily. Um, I like the song, and I and I like the acoustic version of it too. The jing, like we said, those guitars. I feel though that this is caught up in a section of an album that overall I'm just getting stronger in my opinions the more we talk about it. Um, I feel like it's caught just up in a boring section of the horse. album. And I feel like if you were to remove some of the stuff around this, it would stand it would out better. More. It would shine more. Exactly. I feel like this gets lost. And no. I think this is a great song. No. Okay. That's fine. Just. Um, I will say not, you know, this is maybe not the point to bring this up in the pod, but the tours that they did after this album were crazy cool because they played almost all, if not all of this album, uh, or they played a lot from this album yep. and they played their hits. But then they did a thing where as they went, they played each track off of their previous album. So they would play, like, they would do a set few songs, and then they do, you know, like, one week. And yep. then the next slot would be, like, the Born on a Pirate Ship slot. And they'd play on their first oh. city the first song on that album. And then on the next night of the tour, the second song off that album. And they had a few slots in the t- in the set list that was what? like that. They'd that's rotate weird. through every song on the album, on, on their albums. I think that's awesome. This is the really annoying Spotify album, right? Yes. Where they where well they released it's every really cool. They released every live every show they every released show as a live album. They yeah. recorded and released. Yeah. But when you're on Spotify trying to find something, it's so to annoying scroll to scroll through, through yeah. everything. And they you know, they did a um the, the closest one that uh, would have been to us was at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Yep. Um, so I, I remember when when they uh, were doing the live tour when I saw that they had all those released I specifically looked for the um, the uh, Van Andel one because it's yes. kind of think it's it's fun the fun you know we've talked about this before and this is not a new thing their live shows are a fucking blast yeah. and their banter is great and it's cool to have an entire tour released like that where you can yep here's a show from East Lansing um, that they did in 2004 and you can you can see all that stuff so it's um. Like yeah, you know, the, the East Lansing show they played Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank and Inline Bowline, you know, like songs that you would never hear them play nowadays. Yeah. Um, it, so no I like that they did that. It's here's the Grand Rapids show. Maybe Katie, too little, too late. Uh, a, um, it's all been done. Another postcard, celebrity in the car, upside down. Dude, this would have been a killer show. God. Yep. I've looked wow. at that one before too. I've been like, convention years. Why could yeah. not, we have not been right. into them earlier? And yeah, and gone and seen this show. Right. 
Um, they're playing big. They're playing, playing big um, arenas for the show, for this tour. But um, so anyway, I, I just like remember I have handle. I have a live um version of uh, Second Best that I that I listen to a lot. Or I used to listen to a lot. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, I love this song. I think it's one of the one of the better ones on the album for sure. Um, should we go sludge through the rest of them? Just I joke. We're I actually go on to take it outside, and I do like this song for the record. Okay. I do like that See, the, one. Yeah, that if you, <laughs> if I think you had a problem with that one. I would well, I do think really musically struggle. it does. I, again, it's the when you're when you're slogging through fourteen songs, I think that song can be a little bit tiresome because musically it's pretty um, evenly paced. Yeah. It's pretty mid tempo. Yeah. So I feel like from an outside view, if you were listening for the first time, you're you're tired by this point. Um, I think objectively by itself, it's a great track. I do like it a lot. I think this might be my favorite slower Ed song. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Up to this point, at least. And I, and I think, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like I can relate to the song as a whole where I don't feel like a tough macho. And this is a very bass level. I don't feel like a tough macho guy and a lot of other no. guys. Like, would, uh, yeah. yeah would, would you know, I'll take, take it outside, outside and fight them, but sometimes kind of like, no, just let it slide. You know, it's yeah. not a big deal. Um, so I can, I can relate to that. I think it's a good song. Yeah, I feel like I related to this a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least like in thinking about what I would do in right, a situation right. like that. I, th- for me, this is a really like top two or three on this album. I that's fair. love yeah. going back to this. Yeah. And so that's why I struggle with like, you're like the back half of this album is all fluff, but then second best, you're like, Oh, this is really good. No, that's and fair. This one, yeah. You're also like, Oh, well, I really so here's like the thing. I looking and we'll say, we'll go over this and after the next track, I feel yeah. like there are three songs uh, honestly, to be real with you, maybe even a fourth one, but I think there are three songs that I, I feel like you could take off, rearrange a little bit, and you have a, a much better album. Um, I think two of those three songs are in the back half, which is yeah. why I said the back half is a little song. And I do feel like even the ones that I do like, I think from Aluminum through Take It Outside, those four songs, tonally, like I said, they're a little samesy, so it just feels like you're drudging a little bit. And so I like... Uh, I like second best and I like take it outside. Um, I just feel like it was, I, I, I'm not normally this kind of guy. I wish the album was um, reordered a little well, oh. shorter, but also reordered yeah. a little bit. We listened to obviously, uh, are you talking REM re me? And, and Scott is a big fan of that reordering albums. And I hated it whenever he would do it. Cause I still feel like, well, this is what the artist did. This is the final product. So you're making a playlist, which is yes. fine. But you don't get to decide what would be a better album. And now I'm sitting here going, I think the album could be a little bit better. See, I, I thought about that actually a lot on the way mm-hmm. over here, listening to some of the stuff from this. Sure. And Maroon and thinking about that. And mm-hmm. I thought about if I could try and think of a better order. Order for it. And I am definitely an Adam here. I cannot think of – it's so nostalgic and like sure. locked in for me. Sure. I cannot imagine changing any of the order on – that's I, I I can I can see why you think that yeah and, and and because I don't have as many problems with it it's probably a lot harder for me to want sure to shift anything sure I'm trying to reshift some things right now I'm trying to see if I can make if I think I can make a better version of it um, well let's get through the next one yeah let's go then... on to have you seen my love so we can get out of it. Okay. 
So you're not a fan of this one. Dude, I don't know why. I just don't care for it. It's it's sweet, it's melodical, but like it does so little for me. I think like I and I and admittedly I haven't sat down and looked at the lyrics and tried to look for interpretations and stuff, so I, I don't want to speak to the meaning of the song. Mm-hmm. But on a surface level, I just don't care about anything about it. Musically it's a little boring. And again, I say this as a huge obviously a huge Naked Ladies fan. Musically, it's a little boring. Lyrically, I don't really care. Um, melodically, the core, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't do anything for me. I won't say it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything for me. What about you? Strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love this song. This is uh-huh. <laughs> at least upper half for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like simple, but it's really soothing and beautiful. Sure. It is romantic, right? It is for sure. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It feels like that. Because there's, like, he talks about, like, being made a man, but then he also, like, talks about how calling him his little girl, which I cannot relate to that. Have you it's seen like the whole love? daddy thing, which I just can never yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like, mm. there's a bit of, like, Steve, what are you, what are you what, doing? But, yeah, uh, it's hard to interpret what he's, what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, some people think apparently seems to think it's about Alzheimer's, someone with Alzheimer's, um, or but oh, or someone says faded old being, photographs. Yeah, or being with someone who has changed for the worse over the course of the relationship and kind of looking back and wanting the original version of them. Uh, yeah, okay. Know. I just I for me I think again better songs on this album, way better songs in their discography overall, and I feel like. If this were removed, and, th- and let me say it this way, I think there's a song on this album that is a fucking killer closer, and that they end with this instead. I think I don't wouldn't say it's a travesty. I am just I don't think this is a powerful closer or an e- or a. It is a, a very slow closer. closing with take but, it outside and then but just it, following it up. Yes, yes, I think the whole album as a whole runs out of steam. But I also think um, those two songs at the end, they're it's just kind of. I don't know. What would you replace it with? I'll tell you. I've got I got a new track listing right here. I did it. All right. Um, so let's want, hear it. Well, let's let's do so, our favorites and stuff first, and then we'll do that. Okay. Um, I I overall I think it's a good. I think there's a lot of good on there, but I think it's too bloated. So I'll go first because okay. I I came into this thinking I knew your favorite and testing one two three. That's hundred percent accurate. Yes, yep. but give me a second while I think about my least favorite. Okay. It's between three, and I think we talked a little bit beforehand, and you had mm-hmm. me quick guess, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I got two of them and unfinished and. Have you seen the ones that I would remove, sure. But what? But but what would you say my least favorite, as overall, like number one least favorite? See, my gut says unfinished. Okay. But based off of the recency and how much you <laughs> wanted to skip it, I'm gonna go with Have You Seen My Love. I, yeah. I I just I I just don't. Yeah. I think it's the worst song. I I I'm gonna be like really intense. I think it's their worst song out of Stunt Maroon and everything uh. to everyone. But that's not. I mean, I don't think that's too powerful. Um, your favorite song. Yep. I have it down to two, but I think for nostalgic reasons, it's um, maybe Katie. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's What's good. the other one. Um, the other one I was thinking is for you. Um, up there, I would go take it outside. 
Oh yeah, okay, for sure. That's good. Yeah, because you did, you did like that one a lot. I think your least favorite. I think your least favorite is aluminum. Because you seemed Spot to, on. Really? Yeah. Right on. All right. Two for two for both of us. Nice. You just seemed the most indifferent toward it, but you not like disliking it. But yeah, I. I mean, this is another one where give me like, the ox cord while you're talking. By the way, and don't I always be a go about it. Um, <laughs> go on. I always go through these and try to make like a little spreadsheet with some comments and put like a. I've got a plus, a minus if I like it or don't like it. Sure. And then favorite, I have like an up arrow. Okay. I have a plus for every single song. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So I struggled to get uh, a least favorite from this, but. Fair enough. So. The original album. So I, I reordered it towards the end here while we were talking. So let's go first. What did you take out of it? You'll find out. I took out, um, there's 14 songs on this album. The album is 50 minutes and 40 seconds. Yep. I took off four songs to make it a 10 song tight album at 36 minutes. All right. I think I've got three of the four you took off. Let's see. So here's how I, here's how I'd start it. We, yep. I think this is such a great opening song. And this little intro thing works so great as the beginning of a... It well, most certainly how. does. Let me see if I have to turn this up in a second. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I, this is a great opener. And then you go into this after that. A heavy one-two punch. I believe this should have been the lead single. I know it was released as a single, but I that's, think this should have been the lead. Fair. And I think over one another postcard, yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it does for me. That has those two have the same effect as like um, as too little, too late, into never do anything. I think they're both upbeat and to keep it going. All right. Third. Yep. Because I think this still deserves to be up front. Yeah. Um. And I think you kind of have the big two one two punch, and you kind of settle into this a little bit. So I think that works. This is such a good song. It is. It's beautiful, man. And I so that's why I feel like, you know, statistically the top the first four songs are the songs that most people listen to of an album, yeah. which is why they're always front loaded. That does work well with the like softness of celebrity in and, this. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. So I think if the first four we're talking about, you know, I think celebrity could maybe be booted from the top four if we're talking about most commercially successful. Sure. Um but I love it and I think it deserves to be up there. From here I'd go into here. Because I feel like I feel like that could have been a bigger hit for them, even in like a B level yeah. hit, you know, a fan favorite. It's got so much production and musically going yeah. on that is really cool. Up yeah, I like. I, I agree. Kind of different agree. for them, but um, so I love that. From that, we'd go into. You saw me peeking. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, I want it to be a surprise. Because again, I feel like that song could have. In a, in a certain world, been a hit, and I love that. Yeah. yeah, when it's just high, um, I love that song, and I feel like, like I said, especially in the original track listing, it gets lost in the bottom, and I wanted to push it up so there. So now I'm very interested in what are you going to end with shopping because there's no, you'll not see. much upbeat left, and you felt like you had a killer for it. The next song. So what the hell are you going to end it <laughs> <Yes>. with? <laughs> So yeah, I'd go from upside down into yeah. shopping. I just like this. I love his little all right. Everyone's Yeah, I love shopping. From shopping we'd go into Okay. 
Um, because I had this originally as the second to last track of my track listing, just like it is normally, but I still feel like this song and the last song would still be a little bit slow, so I wanted it to be higher up. So that it's still a break, but it's still, um, it still stands out. So from here, we'd go into... This is so on my track listing. This is track nine yep. out of ten, and I think I, I thought about this for, for a second. I think that'd be kind of cool to have this at the back end of the album because okay, so it'd be that, a cool change of pace. Now I know what you're ending with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but you know, I think this this actually works pretty well as a sort of like a not filler, but as like a, the oh end, hello, like, yeah. yeah, a treat. Oh, no, we're back. A treat for those who have stuck through. It's just a little snack. And then we would, and then we'd end with this. Yes. I feel like this is such a powerful song. That's fair. And it's so beautiful, and it works so well as a closer that, like, you know, I, I feel like, um, have you seen my love? I just, I, I, not only do I not think it's a good song, but I think it, well, it's not a great song. It's also weak to end on. Um, I, you know, I think the stunt ends on if you, um, when you dream, which I think mm. maybe is maybe the same sort of vibe they were trying to go for as an ending song. But I feel like that's a bit more finite and, and eventful. So in that frame, sure. because this was also released, not released, but recorded as well. It's on the yeah. DVD. Try speaking into the mic if you're fucking okay. talking because on a podcast. I was asshole. trying to find the thing. So <laughs> because this was came out, not came out, but it was written and stuff sure. at the same time. So would you have replaced, swapped a song for this one? No, I think I would have added it. Yeah. I would have added it because I this well, to you me. you would have replaced it because you took four songs out. Oh sure, yeah, okay, yeah. I would have replaced one, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a good mix of um, it's a good mix of the idea. I, I like because it's unique. Yeah. I think melodically it's a little unique. Like working its way back down. I like that. Um, but it also has that that rockier edge to it. Yeah. So I think um, it does a little bit to me what Sal 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 does, where it's Steve kind of showcasing a little bit of a different musical side, yeah. but still has some enter like some fast motion to it. Right. So yeah, I would have I would have replaced um, any of the songs that I took off okay. with that because that didn't come out till I don't think it was released until then. stop us Stop-ins. if you've heard this yeah. one before. Yeah, I think they played it live a bunch, but yeah, it was never released, uh, and I like that song a lot. Yeah. yeah me too. So. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do feel like it's a great album, but I do feel like it's bloated. I, and I think I, I've, I've never struck myself as this kind of person. I think my reordering makes it a fucking solid album. And I feel like you could even remove the tracks that I dislike and keep that ordering, you know, just kind of remove them and keep the track listing the same. Um, and it still would be better. See, I agree that you're track listing is good. works sure it works very well but sure. i also because i love all those songs yeah right i would want to get rid of <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you remove i think you know i think that's where b-sides come in like that's why they were able to release powder blue i think powder blue is better than most of the songs that i removed i feel like you could if if that's a b-side make some of these songs b-sides like i don't know and maybe they probably feel different maybe they feel about the same now that some of the songs aren't as great the band no, themselves. I bet they feel the same as me. But well, and if that's the case, I get it. But like, I, again, as as a very limited songwriter, not even on par, not even not on par. That's not, to even pretend <laughs> to say that. I'm not in the same league as them in terms of uh, quantity. Yeah, I have written a lot of songs, and most of them aren't good. And I would never, you know, record them or release them. Or if I did, maybe there were, may, you know, there's one song on the on the EP that I re- released that I love. 
and I, I really, really like it. And I think it's, it is the most, uh, my, uh, John Holman, you, you know, uh, yeah. our friend, John, um, he said that it's probably the most me on the, um, like it fe- the song feels like me, um, which I took to heart and I love that, but it's also just, it, it I think, um, from everybody who's listened to the album or the EP, there's six songs on it. Um, a lot of people who have liked it have all said, oh, my favorite track is this. And every song has been named by someone besides that one track. And it's disappointing. Um, did, you, did you get the EP up? Uh, yeah. Which song do I'm you I'm trying think? to guess on which. Let's review it. Let's go through. Let's, we're going to do King. No. Um, which song that he would have said that about? Well, and I'll, and I'll put it this way. I had told him this is song it is not. Winter Fights? No. No. The um, Hangman? No. Because my favorite is maybe Acolyte. See that that was the, that, that's also not the one, but that's also one that has a couple of people have told me is their favorite, and I've liked that. Okay, because um, so that was the one that was most worth. No, what the? I know <laughs> it's the right way. <laughs> the right way. Okay. Yeah, I love the right way. I think it's it is when I first started. We play it in the background here. Play it. Did they get to the chorus? Oh, we'll just let it play for a second. We'll get to the part that I like. I like the whole song, but... See, I wonder if I didn't get this, guess this because it was one of the singles. So I was right. looking at the other four. Sure, that's fair. Because I definitely would have guessed that you got me with, like, no one would have guessed this. That's why I started going, like, well, no that's one what had texted weird. that this is my I favorite. Because this know, is definitely one of the top ones for me. That's why, that's why sure. I was like... Sure. Yeah, I hear it. Well, someone would have guessed one of the singles that was released. I, I, I remember my, my father-in-law texted me and said, Acolyte and In Your Own Sweet Time were his favorite. Yeah. A couple people said In Your Own Sweet Time. So, like, it was actually every Winter Fights got some love. Um, and so it, it was just weird that hmm. that one, The Right Way, it was the second single I released before yeah. releasing the whole thing. And it just didn't do it. I mean, in a very micro level, do as well. Um, and I feel like uh, that was the song that I was most excited to record because it was the first one that I, rec- I wrote about a, about two or three years ago that I was like, if I re- write, record something, this song is going to be on there. All, all this originally to say, I feel like there are some songs that they probably released on the album, put on the album because they really liked it. Um, even if they knew this might not be as good as some of the other stuff, which I, I have mass respect for because I yeah. also did that. But I also thought the right way was good. Um, I still think it's good, but I just don't think it's as good as some of the other songs on there. Um but uh, but no, I feel like that happens with a lot of bands where maybe um, the songs that they I think my brother put it this way like there are songs that you wish did better just in general you know yeah. he's got songs on his albums that he loves that people like the other ones more right. um, which is fine but I also think when you're in the scale of BNL where you are a, a big band you do have to take some of that into account um, and sure. and I feel like it, I feel like this album that's what B sides are great for is that you can release the songs that you love. That might not be as good or um, just quality wise, but they're powerful and meaningful to you. And I feel like the fans will still get those. They'll still get to listen and love them and they'll be released, but you're not trying to lead with those. Is that, I, I know that's that's fair. I feel like all of this, I still am not going to take anything fair. away from this that's album. That's fair. Yeah, that's fine. But in terms of like, could it have done better commercially? Maybe yeah. you have a pretty solid argument. Maybe. But, but, and I, and I know that that's not, you know, that shouldn't always be the main goal, but as no. I, as I slowly and very shallowly dove into the music recording releasing world that I, I do believe that you have to take that into account. Like uh, until you're on the level of even like 
uh, Fleet Foxes or Father John Misty, can you not care about what the critics say or about stuff like that? Um, because that's what people expect from you. You know, I, I yeah. had a, I had a little, a very, it doesn't matter. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Robin. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like I had a really, what, what I think was a very pretty, like little acoustic song, mm-hmm. uh, like about 55 seconds that I wanted to record to start the album. Yep. Um, and it was just a couple, it was just some plucking and some chords. And I thought it was really pretty. What's that? Like an instrumental Yeah, exactly. Track an instrumental yeah. track. And I wanted to open it with that because it, it ended very kind of beautifully and then would lead into, I think I was yeah. actually going to lead it into um, The Right Way or Hangman maybe. Um, and Caleb was just like, you shouldn't do that. I mean, I, my brother Caleb, because I mean, yeah. he, he's in a band called Political Lizard, which fucking listen to him. Um, you shouldn't do that because like people, especially if you're listening to a band for the first time, you're going to listen to the, their album on Spotify and you might listen to the first track or two. And if that's the way it's going to be, and if you open with a 50-second instrumental, people might not listen to the next song, or they might click away during that first song. So, like, whether you want to or not, you have to take into account some of this um, critic stuff. So, Yeah, I get the, the thought so, process of it. Yeah, Radical I, Face does that where, like, for his first couple albums, he mm-hmm. opened with, um, yeah, a minute, 16 seconds. And I think that's great, though. I, I, I do really like that, but I think you have to be at a certain level. And by that, I mean, like, you need to be recognized on a very – even a sh- – you know, like, Radical sure. Face, is they're not huge. Like, I think no. that's fair to say. Um, I think that's fair to say. But I they're able to do that kind I'm of stuff. I'm not expecting a huge, crowded show. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that they're allowed to do that – he's allowed to do that kind of stuff because um, – they have a fan base and fans want that sort of stuff. Yeah. And when you're trying to build a fan base, right. I don't think it's, it's I don't think you do that kind of stuff, but that's not where B and L are. Anyway, let's go on to something fantastic. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with the book this time. Um, I recently read everything is horrible and wonderful. A tragic, a tragic, tra- tragic comic memoir of genius heroin love and loss Ooh, that's a long title uh yeah it's a long one mm-hmm. by uh stephanie whittles wax um that is funny that is a funny name yeah. not not to make fun of her name that is just a f- objectively funny name it's about uh her brother harris whittles who died oh. a while ago yeah um, yeah and so it's written about his uh drug addiction and mm-hmm. death and a lot of his comic genius as she calls it and i would agree mm-hmm. um he was a executive producer writer on parks and rec yep. he's done a yep. lot of stuff that i really enjoy he's great on podcast and comedy um, bang bang yes yeah you got me into yeah he's great uh, on those so if you haven't heard of him check him out he's fantastic mm-hmm. um and this book was so it was his sister's account of him as a person or um a lot no her account so she talks a lot about him and his sure. like success but sure. it's also her her dealing with his death. Sure. It was super interesting. She also has a podcast that she started about heroin addiction. Okay. That's super interesting. Like, uh, I don't know if you're into that type of stuff. It's worth it. Very interesting. Worth it. Um, Awesome. But have to take a, take a read then. Yeah. I like, I Yeah. Cause Harris was, was great. It's a very tragic story. Um, it'd be interesting to hear more about that story. Yeah. Okay. On Amazon and shit like that. I imagine. Yeah. Amazon. Everywhere podcasts everywhere but yeah um i'm going to i wasn't going to do this originally but now that i was talking about it um i want to i'm going to do a song um by i, I mean at this point the second album is probably out by political lizard but my yeah. brother's band political <laughs> the lizard, we released this um but they just released uh two about a week and a half ago their second single um from their second album and it's called wasting away 
and it's just so it's fucking fantastic. good. I'm just going to play some of it. Optimism, you've got a strangle on the drumming. We just gotta get to the uh, the orchestral part quick, and then we'll turn it off. Hey, I'm into it. So he, my brother's been in doing different kinds of music stuff for years, right? Yep. He's been two or three different bands. And it's great because I, I genuinely think he's an, a fantastic songwriter. I genuinely think his music is great. And it makes it so easy to be supportive of your brother when you actually like the stuff that they're doing. You know, because yeah. like, if his music sucked, it would be hard to be like, no, it's great, man. Where it's like some of the shit I would listen to, most of this shit I would listen to if I was not his brother. Like, if I yeah. heard this song, I'd go... That's really cool. I I've like enjoyed it a, lot. a lot of their stuff over the year. His stuff. Uh huh. Um, their last, al- the first album is Political Lizard. Yeah. Really enjoyed the dog. Yep. Um, thought there was a lot of good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. But these last two singles from this album. Yeah. I think of the it's some of the best songs they've, he's ever, they've ever done, and it's just so good. It's you know, and the thing that I like is that it's unique. Like I really don't think a lot of this stuff I could pin down or compare to a certain band. They're influenced a lot by like Big Thief and Hop Along. I know the drumming mm-hmm. on this song was specifically influenced by Hop Along. Like that sliding uh, rolls from the from like the hi hat to the sna- snare okay. and stuff. Um, but I do I really do like I listen to their stuff. Um, this particular album, the newer one especially, and I go I don't know what bands I say this sounds like. You know, like I say, oh, if you like this, you'll like this. And yeah. I, go, I go back to Hop Along and I go back to Big Thief a little bit. But there's also a certain pop element to it where it's a little bit more upbeat for some of the stuff. Yeah, I told him after a show once that some of the harmonizing he did mm-hmm. with Jenna mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of The Head and the Heart. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. None of the music I would be no, like, oh, I this is like The Head and the Heart. To a degree, some of it. But I agree. Like, I wouldn't say they sound like The Head and the Heart. No, but you're not. totally right. That's That's a great example of it. So Wasting Away is the song by the band Political Lizard. The whole band is great, obviously. A lot of their stuff is great. Um, yep. All of their stuff is great. I think Wasting Check it Away out, people. and Words in the Wind was the single before that. Yep. They're both fantastic. And the second album, when it comes out, I believe it comes out in April 2020, it's going to be killer. And I mean that objectively. It is going to be a good album. But no, the, I, I could not be more proud, but I also think the music is objectively good. solid, objectively yeah. interesting and, and good stuff. So. Cool. Well, thank you for sitting with us for a while. I hope you, someone yeah. listened to this, at least one of you, at least one person that's yeah. not related. Hey, if it's just one of you, Appreciate we're happy it. to do it. I um, hope you're enjoying it. I'll plug my you. album quick because like, we talked about it enough. King Inc., Lost Machines is yep. the name of the EP. It's on iTunes, Spotify, um, Amazon, shit, YouTube. You can buy the CD on Facebook if you want it through my store um i got nothing to plug again yeah it's hard to plug my job yeah i'm gonna plug coldwell (laughs) baker yeah no um but uh yeah thanks for listening have a great day and see ya when we do the double album next yeah here we go okay bye